trust is one of the most challenging things in the, in the world that we live in. You know, trust is one of the most challenging things, uh, uh, challenging parts of humanity, especially with who we are and how we interact with our relationships. Because we were developed, God created us as relational beings. And so often our foundation in relationships is built upon either our ability or our inability to trust. And so often our relationships all around us tend to struggle and tend to be broken. Why? Because ultimately we were built primarily for a relationship with Jesus. He is the thing. He is the one that develops something within us that we're missing. And so often we try more to do what's right in our relationships with what feels right and it just breaks it down. But you want to have the most healthy relationships in your life, it boils down to our relationship with God and our ability to trust Him. Because ultimately, life is a journey through experiences. And every one of us has gone through different experiences of life. Some good, some not so good. Some brokenness and and all different other things. And what tends to happen, what happens through our development of who we are. You see, that's what happens. We're all going through life and life and experiences develop who we are. And these experiences just overwhelm us. And so often from a child to where we are now, these experiences affect our feelings. How we feel about different things, what we believe, what we are challenged with. And what happens is these feelings manipulate and develop our beliefs about different circumstances. How we should interact with different people, how we should respond, whatever our heart's leaning is. And then these beliefs drive our behaviors. And before we know it, we become people who lean more on our own understanding or lean more on our feelings That just breaks us down. And we become more accustomed to trusting what we feel rather than what is truth. And that's the wrestling match that we're all in. What ultimately do we trust? Because our trust dictates what we believe and our beliefs dictate our behaviors. And every behavior we have has consequences to it. Whether good or bad, but the choice is ours. And every relationship that we're in, how we dictate and what we believe drives how we respond within those relationships. And so often, we're struggling with unhealthy relationships. We're trying to find who we are in different relationships. And all we find is more brokenness. And we wonder, what's wrong? What's the problem? Because we were not created to find who we are in relationships in this world. Because then we just lean on our own understanding. We lean on our feelings that just drive us down bad paths. We were created to find who we are in the God who created us. And then he drives our behaviors. And what he drives us towards is healthiness. You see, unfortunately, way too long, we view ourselves through what we feel and what we think we know. And let me just tell you something flat out from the beginning. We are who the Father says we are. You are who the Father says you are. Not this world, not what you think you feel in this moment. What God says in his written word, the Bible. You see, at the core of this journey and the core of our battles is the challenge to trust. It's the challenge to trust. And I think one of the most basic questions that we're going to ask ourselves throughout this journey today, who do I trust? What do I trust? 
You know, I recently watched a video of a, of a really great speaker named Francis Chan. And in this video, he said something that's so, so profoundly true, but so often we, miss, we overlook. And that is this. In this world, everybody lies. Everybody lies in this world. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody's trying to pull us in different ways to what they want, what they desire. And so often we think oh, this person's going to lead me the right way, but everybody in this world lies. And they break it down. And then we start leaning on the world understanding or our own understanding. And we just fall, fall into this trap of brokenness and isolation. Trust is the core of everything of who we are in every relationship we have. And we need to ask ourselves, who or what am I going to trust? You know, trust is like a child who is willing to take his first jump into a swimming pool. And that child is right there on the edge of the pool. All the fear is overwhelming this child of what may happen. I've never done this before. Am I going to sink? Am I going to die? But there's the father in the pool saying, it's going to be okay. You just jump in. I got you. And at some point, that child's trust for the father overrides the fear of what may happen. And they finally jump in. And the same is true in our journey. Do we trust the father? Do we trust the Father and who He says we are and are willing to jump in and follow Him? See, what tends to happen, and this is what happens through the development of who we are from childhood to now, is that we go through life, we have our different experiences, and then based upon our experiences and what we, what we may feel in that moment, we settle in on certain understandings of things, which are based on the environment that we're in, the experiences that we had, what we think we know. And then that drives our beliefs and behaviors, and we find ourselves in places that we never thought we'd be. We find ourselves in places where we thought, I thought when I got here, this brokenness would be restored. I thought when I got to this point, that, that void inside that is just seems to be missing would be filled, and it's just not. But then we're just in this cycle that we just can't get out, and we just get out of, and we just continue to latch on on what we feel, what we think we know, and it just breaks us down, breaks us down, breaks us down. And then, then when we're getting into the slump, we find ourselves trusting more and more on our feelings and our experiences. But the knowledge we gain from this world, the knowledge we gain from what we think we know just guides us down bad paths and leads us to brokenness. You see, it's written in Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that seems right to our own understanding, there's a way that seems right to, to what feels good in this moment. What feels right in my heart. And we trust our heart rather than the heart of God. And then in our relationships, we conduct ourselves based upon that, based upon what we feel is best. And yet we miss out on the reality of what God wants to provide in healthy relationships. And the more we trust on what we feel and follow our own understanding, the more we just find ourselves in unhealthy relationships and brokenness. And isolation and confusion and chaos. All, this all of this because we leaned on what we, are, what we thought we knew. 
we leaned on our own understanding. And it always affects how we respond and act towards other people. It always does. And so often we minimize who God is to fit him into the category of what we think we can know. But God is the God of impossibilities. Jesus himself said, I make the impossible possible. Stop minimizing God. Stop trying to understand God in your own understanding because you'll never grasp it. If you did, he wouldn't be God. He wouldn't be. You know, what this all boils down to is are we going to trust what we feel is the right path? Are we going to trust what we think we know? Or are you going to trust God and his word? Are you going to trust him to guide your life? Even when it seems like this is, this is, this is, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. This is not popular opinion in this world. Are you going to trust him even against all that to go his way? Because his way is best. His understanding is above our understanding. That's what the Bible says. This is about the anchor of truth. The problem is when we follow what we feel we, is right, what we feel we should do, it's constantly evolving. Our feelings are constantly evolving, constantly changing. The, what, what I felt and what I thought I know when I was a teenager changed when I was in college. And then what I felt and what I thought I know knew in college changed when I became a young adult, married with young children, and it just continues evolved. Our feelings constantly change and evolve with the experiences that we face. And here's the problem. If you put your trust in what you feel, it's going to constantly change. And constantly this down bad paths. There needs to be an anchor of truth. It's like being on a ship in a storm. If you've ever been on a, on a ship in rocky waters, it's hard to walk and it's beating you around and knocking you around all over the place because there's nothing stable. This world is a constant storm. This world is a place of constant instability. So why in the world will we put our trust in what the world thinks it knows or what we feel is right? There needs to be an anchor that we stand on that is secure. And biblically speaking, the Bible, God's word, must be our anchor. Because if it's not, we're just going to constantly be knocked around. We're going to constantly find ourselves in unhealthy situations, unhealthy uh, relationships, in an unhealthy path. Our feelings are not truth. It's not. The truth is found in God's word. And when we find ourselves trusting our feelings more and more, all it does is blur reality. It just blurs truth. And here's what the danger then sets in if we allow that to happen. We begin to interpret truth based on our feelings rather than interpreting our feelings based on truth. See, we walk a very scary tight line that the world try to, tries to motivate us towards. The world tries to motivate us towards interpreting truth based upon what we feel. And my friends, trusting in that understanding will knock you down. It will continually bring isolation in your heart, 
brokenness in your heart and, and brokenness in your relationships all around you. Why? Because our feelings aren't our guide. I'm challenging you today that we need to start taking the steps to interpret our feelings based upon truth, based upon God's word. Because God's word does not fail us. I, I've lived it. I've seen it. I'm telling you from experience. Every time I tried to walk my own way, it was broken. Every time I tried to walk what I thought felt good in the moment, what brought wholeness in here, or what sin was captivating me at that moment, all it did was bring more heartache in my life, more brokenness. But when I finally took the step, God, I want to I want your word. I want your truth. Even if at times it may be difficult. Even at times when it may not feel right in the moment. I will follow you. And do what you say. It was when I took that step of trust in him. When I began to experience the goodness that he has. Fully. Truth must be anchored in something stronger. More reliable. That will guide us through all that we go through. Jesus said in John 14, I said this last week and I need to repeat it again today. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said he is the way, the only way to the Father. Do we trust him? Do we trust him in his goodness? Do we trust him even when it doesn't seem right in our understanding of things? Do we trust him enough to follow him? You see, every relationship we have Everything we go through in life is all built on the foundation of our ability or inability to trust. And boils down to our trust in him. So it begs the question again. Do you trust Jesus? Do you trust his words? You see, this is the path to healthy relationships. This is the path to finding wholeness in your heart. You see, my friends, our level of trust in God affects our relational conduct. It really does. How you interact with those around you, what you fall prey to, ultimately is based upon your level of trust in God. And so often when our trust in God fades away, then then what happens is other things get into our mind and it beats us down and, and we follow what we think feels good in this moment and we don't give God the opportunity to work in our lives and through our lives and all it does is create more relational unhealthiness all around us. That's all it does. And so often what we're doing is we're kind of, uh, okay, I believe God and I'm going to follow him, kind of. I'm going to give you a chance, God. But I'm not really ready to give it all to you. So I'm kind of going back and forth. Okay, I'm kind of trusting you, God. Show yourself to me, God. But I'm still going to kind of go this way because I think this is the right path. I think this is what feels good right now. And my friends, if you constantly try to go that way, if you constantly try to go back and forth between, okay, God, I'm going to give you a chance, but I'm kind of still leaning this way. Guess what? You're going to constantly be blinded and confused on what is truth. God himself said you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. At some point, you need to fully trust him and go with him. Otherwise, you're never going to experience the fullness of who he is. Another place in Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, it's written here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. It's written here in this, in this proverb. To trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's a challenging thing to do sometimes. Easier said than done, I get it. You know, oftentimes our sense in God, not being there, is because we're still holding on to our heart. We're kind of in and kind of out, like I've been saying. So where are you at? Are you trying to walk that line, serving two masters, kind of, God, I'll give you a chance, but I'm not really ready to give it all to you yet? But then you're really not experiencing him? Even though he's there, God says, I'm there. I'm at the door knocking. I'm right here. Just give it to me. Just trust me. Like the father in the swimming pool. Just come on. Trust me. Just trust that I'm here. So let's go back to our question. What would you say your level of trust is God, in God right now? Would you say it's non-existent? Would you say it's kind of okay, it's kind of there? Or would you say it's great? Or maybe somewhere in between? Where's your level of trust? And I think many of us probably aren't saying it's great. We're saying it's either non-existent or it's kind of okay, which leads to even a deeper question, a question that we need to be honest with because we'll never be able to take that step of trust if we're not honest with ourselves and honest with God. And that is what do you feel is holding you back from fully trusting him? What's holding you back? At some point, we just need to be real. God wants you to be real. He wants your doubts. He wants your concerns. And so often, if we're honest with ourselves, a couple things may be holding us back. Maybe it's doubt. God, I just don't see how you can pull it together. And we minimize God to our box of understanding. Or let's even be more clear and more real. Sometimes we're not trusting God because whatever sin habit is being a stronghold in your life, you just like it too much. And you know, God, if I followed you, if I said I trust you fully, I need to give this up. And if I'm going to be honest, I just don't want to give it up yet. Because it feels too good. And that's a stronghold in our lives. And the Bible talks about these strongholds of how they tie us down. And that's just the lore of what feels good. And we base what we believe on what we feel is good. But all it does is bring us to destruction. That's all it does. Be honest with what is holding you back from fully trusting him. And if you're real with yourself... You find yourself in brokenness so often. But if you trust him, I promise you, he is your path to freedom. You see, we are not what we feel. We are who the Father says we are. The creator of all is. He is who defines who we are. And the only time that we will find true freedom in our hearts and, our, and healing in our relationships is when we trust in the fact that I am who he says I am. And so I'm going to follow him, not what might feel good. We have to take that step. 
And when we make this commitment, the Bible says in that verse, Proverbs 3, he will make our paths straight. But you know what? Trust ultimately leads to, leads to submission. This is when we say, God, God, I don't fully understand. I don't get the big picture. I don't know how this is all going to work out. I don't know how I'm going to overcome the stronghold in my life. I don't get it. But I trust you. And I submit to you. And I want to follow you. That's what Proverbs 3 is saying. Lean not on our own understanding. But trust him and submit to him. And he will make our paths straight. You see, when we make this commitment, the Bible says that he will make our path straight. He will give our path straight to finding wholeness in our life. That void you've been, been missing, he will fill that. He is the path to healthy relationships. He will guide you from brokenness to healing. You see, at some point, we just need to let God be God. At some point, we just need to trust him enough to say, God, I'm done getting in your way. I'm done trusting my own path, my own understanding, my own feelings. I'm just constantly messing it up. I am going to let you be God, uh, be God. I am getting out of your way. I'm going to stop trying to have all the answers. I'm going to stop trying to think I know it all. I'm going to stop running with the moment. When we focus on finding truth based upon our feelings, it minimizes the reality of who God is and what he's capable of doing. God is so much bigger than your comprehension. So much bigger than your understanding. That's what the Bible says. And the Proverbs verse said to trust in God, to lean not on our understanding, submit to him, and he will work it out. He will make our paths straight. You just need to trust him. God wants to work in your life. He wants to work in your relationships. He wants to make you whole. Just need to get out of his way. Get out of his way and let him work. You know, when we're dealing with difficult people, we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks, people who may have wronged us, our desire is constantly to take revenge. But going on from the verse that we looked at last week, Paul kind of continues this message in Romans 12, verse 19. He says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Basically what Paul is writing here is, let God be God. Stop trying to be the fix-it person. Stop trying to, to follow what you feel is best. Trust in him and let God be God. And as we've been saying all through this time, we need to trust that good will win. Do not take revenge. Manage our mouths to do what is good. Because the path to knowing God is the path to doing good in all that we are, in our relationships. Look what Paul wrote next in verse 20 of Romans 12. He says, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. What great words here that Paul gives. Our job is to do good. Our job is to just trust God, trust his path, trust what he says to do. 
And he says, all those bad relationships, all those people who are mean to you and do you wrong, says, you do good out there, the burning coals on them. What an awesome passage, right? In other words, he'll take care of it. You just trust him. You just follow this. Here's the deal. If there's one thing you take away from this whole message series, one thing, one little nugget that you say, okay, this is what I got out of it. I hope it's this. And that is we need to trust that good will win. Stop trusting evil. Stop trusting your own feelings. Stop trusting what you think you know and just trust God and do good. We are what we consume. What we consume is who we become. It's the same with what we eat. You know, if you constantly are eating unhealthy food, guess what? Most likely your body's going to be unhealthy. But the more you eat healthy food, the more likely your body will be healthy and what it's supposed to be. The same is true spiritually and emotionally. We are what we take in. And if we're constantly taking in the thoughts and the direction and the, and the opinions of the world, it's going to lead you towards that path. But the more we focus on God, hang out with him, grow in him, read his word, pray, journal, whatever it may be, just spend time with him. The more we consume him, the more we become like him. And that's our ultimate goal. It's not always going to be easy. Sometimes it seems like, oh, this is such a drag. Why do I have to do this? But if we develop those healthy habits in our life, I promise you, he will begin to work in your heart. He will restore your soul. You will begin to see who you are in him. And he will bring health in your life and in your relationships that surround you. Because ultimately what we consume in our minds drives our behaviors. It dictates our actions. It will either draw us towards an evil path and poor choices and brokenness and isolation and heartache or will draw us towards a path of goodness, of love, of restoration, of peace, of fulfillment, of wholeness. Do you trust him? Paul kind of concluded this whole passage with, this, with these words in Romans 12, verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In other words, we are what we consume. Do not consume things that draw us towards bad paths away from God. Trust in the anchor of truth. Let his goodness drive who you are and what you become. See yourself through his eyes. <clears throat> See yourself through the value of what he provides in your life. We are who he says we are. Believe that and follow that. But at some point, we need to trust him enough to take the steps to follow him fully. God, it may not be what I understand. I, I may not get it. It may not what I what seems to feel right in this moment, but I trust you and I follow you. Why don't you do me a favor? Close your eyes right now. And why don't you just say this prayer with me quietly in your own words. Pray this, God, I don't fully understand all your ways. I do not know how everything will work out. But I trust you. I submit to you. I want to follow you. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, 
First of all, I hope it was sincere. But it's the beginning of a journey to fully trust him. And if you prayed that prayer, and we'd love to talk to you. Maybe put on your connect card that you prayed the prayer or reach out to the host right now and they'll help you find someone to talk to or go to Engage Impact at the back if you're here in person because there's some great next steps to follow God fully, to trust in his ways. And we would love to help you and talk to you about what those next steps are, how you can experience God in a whole new way by fully trusting him in who you are. He wants to move in your life. You just got to trust him and follow him. Let's pray together as we wrap up this message. Father in heaven, we just come before you right now. Lord, so often we come before you brokenness, confused, maybe even sometimes disappointed in you. We just don't get it all the time, Father God. And so often we've become people who've trusted our feelings more than we trust you. And so often because of that, we, we identify what is truth based upon what we feel rather than, what we f- rather than identifying what we feel based upon what is truth. And Lord God, in this moment, help us just to trust you enough to commit to you fully. Lord, I pray for the people that prayed that prayer. Lord, help us to see you in a whole new way. Lord, you promised us that you're at the door. You're right there knocking on our hearts. And Lord, may we just run to you. Help us to remove the distractions that may be in our life. And may we follow you fully. And may we see ourselves through your eyes. It's in your name we pray. Amen.